your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 506 of Locked On Canadians. As always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginsOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products and use the code LOCKEDON. For a 20% discount at checkout, they are delightful. Carly loves the way it makes my beard smell. It is fantastic. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matland. As always, I am joined by the active stick, Laura Saba. And Laura, I know you missed part of the game, but for once, um, it might have actually been to your detriment. The Canadians played about as well as we could have hoped. I just want to be clear i did listen to most of the game in the car uh so i didn't miss it entirely i was just listening to it i couldn't see it uh and uh you know i I, like from what i could tell the canadians were hanging on like that's the impression that i got from listening to the game and then i came home obviously i started watching and then i looked up the stats and everything and it looked like a, a game that the canadians played well in and to be honest I when I was watching that game as much as I thought that it would be a snooze fest or you know when you were you were listening to the Habs hanging on I I didn't think it would be as exciting as it turned out to be I am bummed because the Canadians worked hard enough to get more than what they got which was zero points I would have liked a point I would have liked a win you know but this is the ideal game you know we were talking earlier in the season if the Canadians are going to lose, if they're going to tank, if they're going to, you know, fight for right or whatever it is that we're, whatever the hashtag is going to be, um, they need to still be entertaining if they want to attract viewers, if they want to keep us entertained. Like to me, as somebody who's going to have to watch all these games, I do feel that this game was great in that respect is that we do want a high draft pick here in Montreal. We do want the Canadians to stock up. We do think they're going to rebuild, but we also want to watch interesting games. And I'll tell you something. So I had appointments after after the uh, after after work in between work and the game and i was listening not just to tsn 690 but i was also listening to the radio on the way to my appointments you know uh way before the games and this is the first time i truly that i can remember that on the radio they were advertising montreal canadians game tickets i have never experienced this i know that in the past it was a little bit easier to get the games i wasn't around for you know the really crappy 90s or whatever where where they couldn't get people to come to games as long as far as I remember the Canadians have been a hot ticket and now not only are they advertising games on the radio they're also you know advertising like you know the the great tickets uh get get released on Tuesdays like ticket Tuesday or whatever it was I've never experienced this before and I, I haven't seen so many empty seats before I've seen empty seats right I haven't seen this many empty seats And if the Canadians want butts in those seats, tonight was a game 
that is a good example of what we want. It was a good game. I personally would have wanted them to win that. We know the wins are going to be few and far between. I, I think it would be nice for, it would have been nice just based on the effort that they put in and also the good things that they did in the game. Like I would have wanted a win really. And so it's hard to be too, too bummed when you're looking at the big picture, but it is in the moment. It's a bummer because they did play really well. And, and I think that's the thing is I know we'll, we've talked a lot about games and everything like that, but I mean, we are in the middle of a pandemic tickets aren't cheap and there's a multitude of reasons. The team not being good doesn't help. And out of this game, it's about as perfect you could hope for in a tanking season. The Canadians played legitimately great hockey. They played Tampa hard for 57 and a half minutes. And then it just kind of collapsed on them at the end. And it sucks. I was mad. I haven't actually been like mad, mad about a hockey loss since the playoffs because, you know, that's, you know, nothing's really mattered since then. This was a great game with a lot of efforts from a lot of people that really needed to show up. We saw goals from well, Mike Hoffman, but given to Jonathan Drouin, Nick Suzuki had a goal. David Savard looked great. Alexander Romanov looked really good. Jake Allen was as stout as we could hope again. Ben Sherratt had a good game. It's the first time in a while that I can't think of anyone who had an actually bad game overall. And that's a good thing. If the team's playing well, it looks like they played, and get this, how many times we've mentioned this on the show, with structure, they put together a solid effort. And I'm hoping this is one of those things that's like, hey, Dom, play like this, and you're going to win some games. I know that you want you know, a higher draft pick. But if you play like that against bad teams, you're going to win those games. The Canadians were really good. And Andre Vasilevsky being as good as he is and Tampa being as good as he is, is, you know, it's a good thing. And no one likes losing. I don't think the players like losing anything like that. But this is the kind of loss that you stomach and go, okay, there's better things ahead. The biggest issue coming out of this game is, well, uh, Christian Dvorak did not return after taking an awkward collision in the second period, which means our center depth is now Nick Suzuki, Ryan Paling, Jake Evans, and Cedric Paquette at the NHL level with Matthew Pelo, uh potentially stepping in if need be. It's, it's not great. The injuries are piling up so, so badly. Um, We'll see what the future holds on that. And I guess we'll find out how banged up he is as the team gets ready to play Chicago. But outside of the Dvorak injury and, you know, it kind of stinging a little bit, I I don't have any complaints for the first time after a game. Like I thought Ducharme coached well. The penalty kill was good. Everyone overall was good. I, I, I'm actually, uh, I've got no fault or no blame for anybody here. I don't know about you, Laura. I absolutely do not. I, as, as I said, I listened to half the game and I watched half the game. I, I just, I feel bad for them like because they really did play well. I don't have any, any negative things to say. I wish that they could stop getting injured just because that sucks. But at the end of the day, like this was the kind of game that I hope that this is what we have to look forward to because it was exciting. It was down to literally within the last minute. You know, so like I, I would be okay with that. Like I want a high draft pick. I'm, I'm not going to be ashamed. I want them to tank, but I want them to tank in a fun way. And this is it. Yeah, exactly. 
be fun. That's all we want. And speaking of fun, Matthias Norlinder was sent down to the AHL's Laval Rocket, and we're going to be discussing everything surrounding that and what his near and distant future holds, and that's coming up next. Have you got a beard? You got to get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal right now. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will help stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through their use of natural oils. The products are free of harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. I got to try some out. It is phenomenal. Makes my beard smell incredible, soft, softens the skin underneath. It is absolutely fantastic. I use it every time that I get out of the shower. Primal Origins makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel and beard products available. This is due to the exotic carrier blend with oils like raspberry seed, rosehip, and chia seed oil. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the U.S. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products and use the code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. The combo gifts make a great holiday gift and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Not only are the products in dedication to the quality top-notch, the company was founded for a noble cause. The founder, Stephen's mother, was injured in a car accident and the company was started to pay for her recovery and treatment. So we know that every other company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you, you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. That's locked on at checkout for 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. So it is the holiday season and folks, why not give the gift to Built Bar? We at this show love Built Bar. There are so many incredible flavors and you can share them with your family around the holidays. Now, if you ever need that snack when you're pushing through that last minute Christmas shopping or you're like me, you're working in retail and you're eating a snack in the beer cooler because you haven't had 30 seconds to think, and there's a flavor for everybody. You can get raspberry, mint brownie, cherry barcia, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. What about built puffs? If you like that marshmallow flavor, there is something for everybody. They are low in fat, low in carbs, high in protein, low in calories. They are everything that you want out of your protein bar. And guess what? You can have Santa throw a few in those stockings for everybody else. And if you go to builds.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off your order. Like I said, go try some of those marshmallowy puffs, the Built Bar puffs. They have different flavors covered in chocolate. They are a treat and they are a great source of protein every single morning. So remember, built.com, promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Give the gift of Built Bar this Christmas, folks. As always, folks, thank you for making Locked on Canadians your first listener of the day every single day that we are have a show. We are free to available on all podcasting platforms, and there was some Canadians news today. We were expecting a slow news day, and because it is the Montreal Canadiens, there is no such thing as a slow news day unless you are waiting for them to fire the GM slash coach slash do anything earlier in the season, but Matthias Norlinder has been returned to the AHL's Laval Rocket. Corey Schooneman has been recalled. He will join the team in Montreal ahead of Thursday's game against Chicago. And my first thought was, I did not know that Norlinder could be sent down. 
but because he was in the NHL, I believe the new CBA that is going into effect on the 8th allows him to be assigned to the AHL with mutual consent. And the Canadians do not have an obligation to send him back to Sweden, but they can mutually come together if Norlinda requests it, the Canadians can oblige and let him go back to Frölunda. Honestly, I think this is the right move if they're not going to send him back to Sweden. I think with the amount of injuries and the trades that they're expecting, having a defenseman like Norlinder on this side of the ocean is a good thing because other than that, the only other um, NHL contracted defensemen in the AHL right now are Xavier Ouellette, who is injured, Schooneman, who was just recalled, and Louis Belpedio. Uh, Josh Brook is still injured. They do not have another option right now. And having Norlinder there gives them a bit of a safety blanket. And then when Brooke returns and they maybe trade someone like Sherrod or someone else and get other pieces back, Sammy Niku comes out of COVID protocol, we might see some changes. But Norlinder's going to be on their first power play. He's going to play a ton. And I think uh, with how they've been playing lately, uh, JF Hool is going to get a lot out of him. Laura, I'm curious. I know we've talked a lot about how going back to Sweden is the right choice. And I know Patrick Bexell kind of agrees with that too, because for Lunda uh, is for Lunda. They are an international powerhouse, but I'm interested to see what he does now with this being a three game stint and then them making a decision on where he's going from here. Personally, I feel like this is going to put it a little bit more in his camp believe it or not, because again, we talked about the mutual consent thing. And so essentially the way that I'm going to credit Arpin with this, so the way that it was explained is that there's no escape to Europe clause. It's that um, like the Canadians have a little bit more control, but also he has a little bit more control. I think that at the end of the day, like JF Hull seems to be a decent coach at the moment from what we've seen. Obviously it's only been about half a season or even less than that, but he seems to be a decent enough coach. Like, I don't, I don't think that he's at a Joel Bouchard level, but it's clear that he's the protege, right? Like he was Joel Bouchard's uh, person. And so I, I think that it's a good idea to keep him in Laval for a bit. I know he played there for a little bit, but I think, I think that he needs to adjust to the game, whether it is to the bigger ice, whether it is just to get good enough to play in the NHL. This kid seems so promising and you're going to waste that. You're going to waste that promise. You're going to waste that talent. If you play him like eight and a half minutes a night, that's not what he's meant to do. He's meant to be a little bit more uh, leaned on within a game. And I think that he needs to hone, like he's got so much talent. It's so clear. He's got the smarts he's got. And I feel like this is kind of the case with, with a lot of kids who like they want to be a forward and then they end up developing into a defenseman is that they're the kind of defenseman that Scott and I always talk about on this show, how much we love. Uh, and I, I just, I feel like he needs to play as much as possible. So wherever is going to get him to play as much as possible, because the thing with, for Linda is that it's a powerhouse, but what kind of competition are they paying, playing against? That's a question that I would love to ask Patrick Bexell because I don't know. Whereas here in the AHL, we kind of know the kind of players that they're, that he's going to be playing against and he's going to be encountering. I don't, I don't know which one is the right decision. I thought, I, I honestly thought that he should go to Sweden because he's played more there, but what if in Laval, they use him a lot. And someone brought up a good point is that him playing in 
the AHL is more adjustment to the North American one style of hockey, which is a little bit more uh, physicality based, I would say, compared to European hockey, which focuses on skill and finesse. And it's on smaller ice. He's going to learn his timing and everything. Not that he wouldn't pick those things up. He's an extremely smart player across the board. And we're not taking that away from him. And I don't think we ever would. But at a certain point in time, we've seen players from Europe come into not just the Canadians organization, but there's an adjustment period where you have to adjust to how quickly things happen on smaller ice. The window to make things happen from the AHL, the NHL is small. And then I can't imagine Europe where it's a bigger ice and you have to kind of adjust your passing and such. In in a vacuum, I have no problem with this move here. It's it's three games. And if they want to send them back to Europe afterwards, and they can absolutely do that. I think they're angling to potentially keep him here for a little bit, hopefully get their guys out of COVID protocol and then make a decision. And it might be he's there more than the three games. They might go, hey, give us until the new year and then we'll let you go. And that might not be palatable, but it might be something we don't know quite yet. But I guess we'll see. And a lot of people are like, oh, they're going to ruin another prospect and do this. It's it's not that. It's literally at most, at minimum, three games. That is nothing in the grand scheme of things. I Would you rather have him sitting in the press box in Montreal? There's no point for that. I'd rather he be playing at least. And uh, when you hear this episode, uh, he will be suiting up against the Manitoba Moose. On uh, Wednesday night, they play at 7.30 at, I believe they're in Place Bell, unless they are in Manitoba. I hope they are not in Manitoba. It is cold and there are no airports. But tune in, take a look, see how he does. And I'm going to tell you this, do not judge the Rocket by their lineup right now. Everybody is injured like we talked about in the first segment. So you're going to see potentially second line center Brandon Jignac. And I'm begging you all. Deep breath. It's not that serious. Laura, do you have any parting thoughts on Norlinder to the AHL? No, I think I said what I had to say. I just, I'm so excited about him. So whatever they do to maximize his potential, that's what I'm happy about. Yeah, it's, yeah. We'll find out. And that's it. We're going to find out. This is the season of finding out. Uh, The Habs did the effing around part. Now they're doing the finding out part. So, Coming up in our final segment, we do have to talk about the elephant in the room and the knee to the face. Uh, What the hell happened with Jason Spezza and Neil Pionk and our thoughts around that and player safety? And that is coming up next. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Before we delve into our final segment here, folks, we need to remind you, enter our giveaway. We, from episodes 501 to 505, had five different keywords. All you have to do is email them to us, and you'll be entered to either win a scrunchier face mask from Hey Shay's Etsy shop or a t-shirt from 514 Shirts. 
And we also had a tweet on our profile that all you had to do is retweet it and follow us to be entered to win some stickers from our good friend JD Young and his designs, our small goals boy and our power horse stickers. So please, please, please enter those, check them out or buy some anyways, because they are fantastic products. So let, let's get to the non-Habs news, I guess, because it has been dominating the news cycle since Sunday. Neil Pionk was given two games for kneeing Rasmus Sandin. Rasmus Sandin is out up to three to four weeks, I believe is what Chris Johnston reported, which is good that he escaped truly serious injury. It could have been much worse. It's not great to see anybody get hurt. Pionk is out with a concussion currently, so he will serve that when he gets back. And today, after I got tricked by Mr. Booth, uh, Jason Spezza was given a six-game suspension for kneeing Neil Pionk in the face. And I'm going to say this to a very direct portion of Leafs Twitter, not all of Leafs Twitter, but a very direct portion of it. Please go to therapy. Stop comparing this to Corey Perry and John Tavares, where everyone with any sort of critical thinking skills realized that this, that the Corey Perry and John Tavares incident was an accident. John Tavares said it, Sheldon Keefe said it, Kyle Dubas said it, everyone in Leafs Nation said it, anyone with a, with a working brain said that. In this case, Jason Spezza, after Neil Pionk need Rasmus Sandin, and the officials did not call anything, as they do a lot, it's not great, took advantage of Pionk falling to the ice to swat a puck away and tried to drive his knee straight through his jaw, and he succeeded in giving Pionk a concussion. It's a predatory hit. I know he has no history. It's a predatory hit on a defenseless player. And to be quite honest, I think he's lucky that all he got was six games. There's no place for either play in the NHL. I think Pion could have been given a longer suspension. I would have been shocked. But people who are shocked that Spezza got six games for driving a knee straight into a guy's face who was down on the ice haven't been paying attention, I think. And set aside your bias for the fact that Jason Spezza is a nice guy and this and that or that. You know, Brendan Lemieux only got five games for biting somebody. This was a malicious, premeditated incident. Jason Spezza has played 1,200 NHL games. You think he didn't know exactly what he was doing? Take a deep breath and look at this logically and understand that this is how you send a message, that if you do this, it's only going to get worse. Stop calling for people to tear ACLs and everything else. Take a deep breath. This It's not that deep, honestly. It really isn't. And honestly, Scott, as we're recording this, there's a hit that just happened in the Chicago, New York Rangers game. Jacob Truba um, just uh, launched himself into Jujar Kera and um, he was lying out cold on the ice and was stretchered off. Like literally it is happening as we were talking as we are recording this. I don't know if I, you saw it. It's okay. I did. Uh, I would recommend um, don't look at, at it. Don't look it up unless you are prepared. There's a fencing response that is the sign of a brain basically sparking itself. And it's not good, especially for Kara, who has a history of head injuries last year uh, playing for Edmonton. He took a, seeming innocu- a seemingly innocuous hit from Alexander Romanov and his legs just kind of gave out. Um, it's scary. Uh, and I, I saw some still frames from it. I know it doesn't tell the whole story, but it looks like his for, uh, Jacob Truba's forearm caught him in the head. I'm, and I hate that I have to have this thought already is that I don't think the department of player safety is going to do anything because here's the thing. 
Every time they get something right, they get seven other things wrong. Do I think they'll do anything about this? Who knows? Truba does have a history. It's it's a tough. I know that their job is hard, and we have harped on player safety a lot. But sooner or later, you got to figure it out. And they're having all this. They're having this stuff put on their platter right in front of them right now. Everything in that Jets game. This it's just not good. And I'm hoping that this actually, you know, causes some, I guess, some uh, introspection to how they analyze things. So I uh, didn't mean to cut you off there, Laura. So I'll let you finish your first thought. No, I just I I was just saying, you know, like we're literally having this conversation and more things like that are happening on the ice. And it's honestly, I think with the Jason Spezza thing is that you can't do that. We talked about it with Brendan Gallagher. It wasn't as serious as what he did to Pionk, but as what Spezza did to Pionk, but we talked like you, even though you may have the right to be angry in that moment, you can't hurt somebody. You can't actively attempt to, to injure somebody. And that's exactly what Spezza was doing. He did it knowingly. It's This is why every time people get really upset at PK Subban for slew footing people all the time. It's because it is a dangerous play and he's able to kind of couch it and hide it in, in, you know, when you're tripping on the ice and falling backwards on the ice, it kind of looks like that. So there's definitely a way to do it, but essentially what you're doing is attempting to injure somebody. That's why those hits are not allowed. Like why is a clean check allowed? And, and, and one of those things not allowed. It's because these things are literally dangerous. You're trying to injure somebody. So when you do it intentionally, like it's one thing, when it's part of a play and you make that split second decision to just go a little hard and it turns out to injure somebody. And it's an entirely different thing to actively seek out and hurt somebody. I think that suspension is deserved. And the thing, the people who are like not Zaprudering it, but like trying to like reframe everything like, Oh, Pionk was on the ice for how long and all of that. And it's like, doesn't matter. Like you still can't do it. It doesn't matter if he's okay. He doesn't have to be injured. You still can't do things like that. And that's the thing is Spets is not a dumb player. You want to get it back, win the game. Like it's an ugly hit. Like it, we've seen games in the past where like the Canadians have taken dirty hits and it just turns into a free for all. Look at the Senator series from 2013. It doesn't fix anything. And then I look at the playoff series against the Jets. Ironically enough, Mark Shifley, the coward, Mark Shifley, brains Jake Evans at the end of game one. And instead of the Canadians just coming out and trying to maul the Jets physically, they just dominated them everywhere else. And it's, you can acknowledge that Pionk did something wrong, which I think most people have and most people do, and also acknowledge that what Jason Spezza did is wrong. What What's the old adage that everyone's parents used to say is that two wrongs don't make a right? Well, a knee to the skull doesn't undo Rasmus Sandin's knee injury. And for everyone who's making up conspiracy theories that Peros hates the Leafs because of everything, blah, blah, go to therapy. I'm begging you. It's cheaper than doing this and subjecting nonsense to people on Twitter. I, uh, I got nothing else. I guess we'll see what comes of this. Spezza is appealing through Gary Bettman first. And I believe if, get, if Bettman says no, they have the option for an independent arbitrator. 
We will uh, find out in the future. And coming up later this week, we will have book club, we will have food wrecks, and we will have the Friday mailbag as we always do after the game on Thursday night. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day here at Locked On Canadians. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians, and then go check, check out Locked On Bets, where your boy Q and Lee Sterling have been killing it with all your betting needs.